What's up, what's up, everybody? It is time to make up your mind with me. Mandy. And today we have AJ Perez, my very special guest. Say what's up, AJ. Buenos dias. What's up? It's your boy AJ. How we doing? Suavecito. So we have AJ Perez here. He is a professional boxing trainer and fitness connoisseur. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. How you about you, good? I, I feel amazing. I'm really happy yeah. to have you here. Thank you so much. We are going to have some amazing, amazing talks today. Oh, I hope so. It's actually my first podcast I've ever done, so. Watch out. Hey, hey, listen, you know, I mean, <laughs> I've been in front of the microphone before. I might spit a few bars. I'm playing. I'm not a rapper, but this is my first podcast. Because EP's dropping in a couple months, guys. Hell no. My mama <laughs> killed me if I was a rapper. I can't do that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you got the swag. Do I? Yeah. You, know, I, I, you boogie. I don't know. If, I told you before this, but I remember in high school, I actually helped a friend build his studio, and then he ended up becoming a music major. Mm-hmm. Through that, we may or may not have dropped a few songs on SoundCloud. Okay. But don't go looking for me. You won't be able to find me. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, go look right now, guys. <laughs> Hurry, Google search AJ Perez. This is like 10 years ago, okay? So let, let's not. But anyways, Mandy, thanks for having me. Uh, of course, of course. Yeah. So you and I met, uh, we work at a fitness studio in yes, Orange County, and mm-hmm. you do boxing for Rumble. Could you tell me a little bit about them and how you got started with them? How far back are we going? Like, to let's just start. Let, let's, okay. let's tell the story. Let's go. All right, so me and Mandy met, okay, because I'm a instructor for Rumble Boxing, and at Exponential, st- at Exponential Studio, we film our workouts for at-home workouts, so if you want to work out with me at home, you could always sign up for that. Actually, we so go live. a little li- plug for Exponential. <laughs> well, we go live at the end of the, of the month, so what, it's January, I don't yeah. know when this episode is going to drop, but hopefully we are live with our at-home platform okay. by the time this goes live but okay. if anyway. not or if not hey. then you can tell them where to find all sure this. anyways so we film over there i met mandy's great makeup artist she always says i don't need a lot of makeup but she you know she makes me look pretty before i get on set so appreciate that mandy got you she's always like you have such great skin i'm like listen the three-in-one body wash and head wash that I use, like you know the conditioner the shampoo it's all in one bottle it works okay. okay okay listen i don't know what it is i feel bad because what's the brand maybe you can get sponsored Listen, I don't, I don't really have a brand that I work with. I just buy whatever I can on Amazon. I don't really okay. use a three-in-one, okay? But I do always use it as a running joke. I don't have a face wash routine or anything like that. Nothing. Nah, but, you know, luckily when I go on set, you always give me the nicest compliments, maybe. I because your skin that. is great. I see a lot of a lot of faces, yeah. and, you know, I'm going to give a compliment where it's due. Well, thank you so You know much. what I'm saying? That made my whole day. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> anyway, so Rumble Boxing, when I first started with them. um, So... I am a boxing trainer first. So I'm a group fitness instructor, and now I teach workouts on camera for digital platforms. And this is not just for Rumble, but I do it for for other platforms as well. Um, But I started with Rumble because they were recruiting uh, trainers for their Los Angeles location. And that's where I train out of right now. But they're based in New York City. They're founded in New York City, 2017. Huge group fitness experience. If you've never taken a class before, I highly recommend it. It's fun. Um, if you never boxed before, it's a great experience. And I went in there without any group fitness experience. So okay. I've always been in boxing gyms. I trained like some group classes, but not to the degree of, like, say, like a Soul Cycle or Barry's Boot Camp, um, Orange Theory. All these okay. are our direct competitors um, in the group fitness space. 
that I had never experienced before I tried out rumble boxing. And uh, yeah, so it was a big transition going from being a boxing trainer while holding the pads for fighters, um, former sparring partners I used to work with ended up, you know, taking their careers professional as fighters. And that wasn't the path for me. Mm. You know, we could touch on that later. But okay. anyway, so rumble boxing was recruiting me. And initially I was planning on opening up my own space. Uh, and at that time I was in the middle of um, a fundraising with an investment and ended up going sour with the investors that we had. So it came around at a good time. I was like, okay, I'm done with this little project that I'm working on. I can take a trip to New York and experience what you guys have to offer and just, you know, see, see what's going down over there. Never oh. been in New York before. So they flew me out. They took me and they showed me uh, what the experience was like. You must have felt super special. <laughs> Them yeah, flying you out. At that point, cool. what happened was, is I ended up building a little bit of a following on Instagram. That helped. And at the time, boxing training was pretty new to the fitness space. So like, this is you know, it's 2022 now, barely it's January 2022. Just in case anybody didn't know. <laughs> Just in case when you're watching this. But when I first started boxing training and you know training celebrities, um, boxing um one on one for private training and um, just offering classes for a group fitness experience. Boxing wasn't that popular in the fitness space, but even now you can go to most digital platforms and they offer some type of modality that includes boxing. I feel like not to cut you off, but I just feel like it's a little, it's like trendy. Yeah. Okay. So because of a company like rumble boxing, it became such a huge trend where people are going in and they're experiencing this type of training where it's like, okay, I can get cardio from a bike, from a treadmill, all different types of machines, and this is a whole nother level of Boxing's experience. a full body workout. It's crazy because you, initially <laughs> you, you see a lot of punches and you don't realize like, oh my God, like these athletes are really using their entire body to execute this modality yes. if you're doing it correctly. Yes. So, you know, not only that, but it's it's also just something that really gets your mind off a lot of things. And uh, It's really good know, for, for your mental space. Very good for your mental space. It, I mean, you know, if you think about it, there's a lot of things you can do to kind of get some aggression out with different types of workouts. You could go and swing a baseball bat at uh, a batting uh, yeah. cage. You could the hit, hitting the ball, connecting the bat with the so, ball is one of the best feelings ever. Well, I, I think they have this uh, place called Rage Cage. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't know if it's Batting cages. Business. I've been wanting to go. Not a batting cage, but I'm saying like you can grab, grab a sledgehammer and you can just break <gasps> oh, a bunch of Oh, I know what you're talking about. know what about. I'm talking about. I okay. know what you're talking about. It's like a demolish. Dem- like you, you yes. sit there and you hit cars okay. and you break... Oh, that sounds amazing. So to that same regard, it's like, all right, some people just need to get aggression out. Mm -hmm. Boxing is a great way to do it. And I think that's kind of what made Rumble Boxing so successful. And just a boxing workout in general, going into a fitness space and becoming a modality that's a staple in the industry and it's only growing. That's a big reason why I think is people have a lot of pent up aggression and there really isn't a lot of outlets for it that you can do legally. You know, you can't just start a fight in the middle of the street. That's not going to go over well. <laughs> I have a question. Do yeah. you think that people, some people may feel like ashamed to go to therapy. So that's why they try to find other outlets in regards to boxing and things like that. 100%. Okay. And I'd say that's more along the lines of, uh, of I think your ego, <laughs> your you ego. Um, but I say like men in particular, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, we don't really talk too much about, you know, our mental health and, you know, anything that might be negative on our mind. Like you might have like a close friend that you chop it up with every now and then, but you don't really go that far into detail. I feel like women are a lot more able to kind of embrace that. Well, because women are emotional and men, men like follow with, um, with knowledge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're definitely all... a little bit more logical um, in, it is, in an approach to mental health. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, personally, like I might've seen a therapist like 
twice in my life, and that's when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, even then, it's like, you know, like, I don't need therapy, to, but I'll probably try it at some point if I really need it. Well, I want all these men out here to know, or any type of masculine energy, mm-hmm. what have you, yeah. um, that this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to let everybody know that it's okay to ask for help. It's oh, okay yeah. to be vulnerable. Yes, you know, it's like, I, I feel like there's this, you know, negative connotation with men and masculine energy that they like, oh, they need to be manly and all this. And like, mm-hmm. you know, like, boy, like some, some people are raised, you know, not to cry and not to show their emotion. It's like, no, <laughs> we're all human and it is okay. <laughs> and like, so what men are supposed to just, or masculine energy, whatever, you're supposed to just walk around and hold it in all the time and not be able to like, yeah, to that's express what you're yourself? supposed to do. Like I come from playing football from, you know, like I grew up in LA, born and raised and out here at the time when I was coming up as a kid, I came right towards the tail end of, you know, gentrification starting mm. and now it's kind of like really taking a hold yeah. in most of our neighborhoods, but they used to be lower income neighborhoods, a lot more scattered around LA and you had to be pretty tough to kind of get around to ride the bus. You couldn't start beef on the internet at that point And like, you know, and dress a certain way and carry yourself a certain way without being checked. Mm. And, uh, yeah. So masculinity, masculinity, masculinity. So yeah, whether it's from sports or whether it's from culture, I mean, expressing your emotions, isn't something that is very common. It's not something that's um, encouraged. No. You know? It's no. very, like, put put on the back burner. But well, I, we're changing that. Yeah, no, I will say, I'm like... I'm changing that. <laughs> one, of my, one of my closest friends, who's a really good boxing trainer, he's been in the gyms all day. He's been, like, through situations in life where, like, being tough is kind of the only option. Mm-hmm. Even he, like, I'm like, yo, this guy's, like, if I had to, like, put, like, on a scale of, like, one to masculine, he's right there at the top. Yeah, yeah. But even he goes to see a therapist. I'm like, oh, look at that. So you don't have to. I recommend that every person, everybody, should go to therapy. There is nothing wrong with it. It's like we're all fucked up. We're all fucked up, and that's okay. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, we're all fucked up. While the cameras are on, I'm not. I'm perfect. I'm amazing. Don't listen to her. Okay. So moving on. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, AJ. No, it's like you know, nobody, nobody's perfect. We all have issues. We all have demons. We all have childhood wounds. And this is the whole point. Like, let's fix them. Let's put a band aid. Let's rip the band aid off, and let's deal with it, and then let it heal. Absolutely. That is my goal. Uh, So I just want to take a step back really quickly and talk about your childhood, if you don't mind. I would like you to share with us. You know, I know you said you grew up in LA so it was a yeah. bit tough so I'm sure yeah. you that that helped you um with your mentality the way the way that you think and yeah. what we just talked about well it did and it didn't so let's start with where I'm from I'm born okay. and raised in West LA Santa Monica to be exact now to most at this point that that sounds part, bougie. That part, of, <laughs> that part of LA now it has a stigma to it, right? Where like now it's bougie. That's yeah. the thing. So at the mm-hmm. time, like even through the, I'll give you a little bit of history about West you? LA. I'm 28. 28. Okay. 29. Sorry. 29. Okay. okay. Um, uh, a little bit of history of West LA. Uh, that side of LA, closer to the beach, used to be an industrial area. So there was a lot more working class families okay. there through the 1940s, 50s, 60s, and I'm Mexican, so. There was a lot more Mexicans on that side of town prior to the 1990s where okay. gentrification started kicking in. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I grew up in the 90s and into the early 2000s towards the tail end of when the neighborhoods weren't as gentrified as they are now. But it was a little more rough growing up on that side of town at the time that I grew up there. Okay. Um, but yeah, so growing up in those times, like it's either with the guys in my neighborhood uh, the ones that were Mexican, at least, it was either you were joining the gang from the neighborhood 
or you probably were doing graffiti with another crew in the neighborhood and that's the route I went. I was like doing graffiti. I was doing shit I wasn't supposed to do. All that stuff. All that yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, and like in that neighborhood in close proximity, there was always um issues with different neighborhoods that were really close to each other. And luckily I never got caught up in that crossfire. But at the time, like growing up, I, I there were shootings, there was um, people like ending up in situations that they didn't want to be in and they might not have even been a part of that mm. but it did happen so even like riding the bus from school to and from there were situations where like the first question you get asked when somebody approaches you is hey where are you from yeah so when, when you got to be in those situations you kind of kind of like walk around with a little chip on your shoulder sometimes and like, did you ever feel the need that you like had to lie to protect yourself well yeah. So you're like from a different neighborhood. That's the thing. It's like because they'll ask you and they'll and they'll find out pretty quick. Right. But hey, fool, so where you from? Da, 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 da. And it's like, yo, I don't game bang, but like, you're like, I don't give a fuck. Like, where your granny stay at? They're like, jeez, man. Uh, I'm like, well, I know where my grandma stays in the neighborhood that you're not gonna I like. Tell <laughs> you where my granny stays. So what? eventually, you learn how to how to deal with the situation because for the most part, guys that are doing that aren't really looking for an altercation. They just want their ego to be fulfilled. They so, want to feel like they're, they got, they yeah. got it over you. They have that the being said though, like if you do happen to like be a part of that, you got to answer a certain way. Mm-hmm. You can't turn down shit. It's like, you know, that's the thing is like, I'm like, you know, in my head, like I'm looking at myself in the mirror before I leave the house. I'm like, yeah, I'm so-and-so from so-and-so and I'm this and I'm that. If somebody runs up on me, then I'm like, oh no, these fools got guns. They be, no, nah, never mind. Because I could, I could be as good of a of a boxer as I want to be. I could have hands wow. and I could beat up everybody that I see. So you have to talk your way out of it. You don't want to deal with these types of issues, especially like at, at those times. There wasn't as many cameras around and people got away with shit and you don't want to be a part of that violence. So realistically, as a man, like I, my, I have a twin sister. She never dealt with this type of shit. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, wow, like the, 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 the upbringing of being from LA at that time and a certain, male and a male in like, your neighborhood, like wow. Yeah, so it's it's a you know it's something that definitely that I carry with me that and but to you you said at the beginning when you first asked me whether it um it was something that 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 uh, that that was positive for me and yes. for the most part it is and it isn't because for me like I'm grateful for where I am in life now and to the the decisions I made to you know, go down a certain path that led me to be successful. But I still have like this chip on my shoulder sometimes where like if somebody like cuts me off or somebody like me, even, you know, walking into this building, I opened the door and somebody walked straight through it and like didn't say thank you. And like, I wasn't opening the door for him. Right, right, I opened, right. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll move out the way so you can, we can kind of like squeeze it. And he was being an asshole like from the jump. <laughs> And I have to re- you just remember, like, it's not worth it next. It's not. Yeah. And that's the thing. And, like, Matur- that's for maturity, me, kids. Maturity. That's maturity <laughs> and discipline. Because yeah. after being in a boxing gym since I was 14 was the first time I went into a boxing gym. Amazing. I stopped doing all that stuff. So, like, I before I used to be, like, the guy with the, you know, I used to do graffiti. And I would see, like, somebody from another crew. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, what's up, fool? What you write? What's your name? Da, 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 da. He's like, well, yeah, yeah, fuck that crew. And I used to be that guy on the Jeez, bus. And I, I don't know why I wanted to be that guy. And I think because maybe that was the it was all around you. I just wanted so people not to I wanted people not to fuck with me. Okay. To be honest. I wanted people not to fuck with me. And so I was like, all right, so when I go into this boxing gym, now I'm really gonna be this tough guy. And I, 
And then I, you get your ass flipped a few times and you get your ass flipped by, you know, maybe somebody you didn't think was going to be able to do it. <sighs> and like, oh. That's a hurt. That's an oh. ouch. That's a big ouch. So your ego takes a big hit when you go into any the kind of discipline. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it, it takes a big hit. Any discipline you go into, whether it's kickboxing, any martial art, jujitsu, karate, at some point you're going to probably find somebody and you might be the baddest motherfucker in there. But you might have a day where you're not at your best and somebody gets a better end of you in these situations and you walk around different. You're like, you know what? I got all this off my chest. I have no reason to be dealing with a situation and any physical altercation unless it's life threatening. I want to go ahead and interject there. My mom, yeah. something I remember that my mom always told me because I, I played yeah. sports my whole life, you yeah. know, like soccer, softball, baseball mm-hmm. um, or soccer, softball and basketball. My yeah. mother told me that you are always going to be better than somebody and somebody's always going to be better than you. Yeah. So you just like have to know your place in it when that happens. Like, yeah. like cool. Like I'm better than all these people. But guess what? Somebody's gonna freaking show you up, and that's just what it is. And, and same goes for that. You person. can hold, you know, the the ego of like I'm the baddest motherfucker everywhere I go in this particular sport, in this particular lifestyle, whatever it is. And the thing is, with every athlete, every person, father time catches up. Mm. So yeah. eventually, the next level of innovation whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're an athlete there's somebody right behind you that's coming up and at some point you're gonna have to give up that ego because you're gonna you're gonna meet your match at some point that's why i feel like making up your mind is so important because this segue you know you know physicality and all that like you said that fades away yeah so let's let's like stay strong in the mind oh yes so leading into that Mm -hmm. let's talk about discipline aj discipline yes i want to know how discipline is incorporated into your life i'm sure we all can have a little inkling (laughs) but i want to hear from you okay uh and how it's changed your life and how it's helped your mental health. Well, I always approach discipline from an athlete's perspective because I played sports my whole life and got into combat sports through boxing. And I always approach discipline from that practice Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, you're not going to perform well on game day, on days where you have to spar, on days where you're going to fight. You're not going to perform well athletically without discipline. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, like, I didn't know this up until I ended up having to be a trainer because I was like, wow, like I have to teach discipline to people because I could teach somebody how to box. I could teach somebody how to lift. I could teach somebody how to do all kinds of different fitness modalities, but I can't teach them the discipline to stick with it for a long time. So that's something that has to be ingrained in you. And that's something that you have to care about. And nobody could teach that to you. Do you think it's something that you're born with? No. Okay. I think it's something that's earned and something that you like the life experiences end up either giving you discipline like at an early age or you find discipline through whatever dark moments you have in your life because that seems to be the only thing that gets you out of those dark moments amen mm-hmm. and it's also about you can you can also lose discipline and pick it back up later sure sure and like i, I mean oftentimes like you know you can so, fall off and, you know i'm not sure like uh what you feel about religion but some people who believe in god they'll say like yo like at this point you know, all I hear from my preacher is, you know, God needs you to be his strongest soldier. And some of these soldiers at some point, they're like, yo, I don't want to fight no more. I don't. So I think it's okay for people to rely on on community and whatever it is that you have around you to have moments of vulnerability where you're not 
the strongest person in the room. You do need help. You do need community. You need people around you that are going to be strong for you just as much as you are strong for others. Yeah, you become like a family. Oh, yeah. You know? And um, something that I always say as well, like everybody's like, oh, I want to be motivated, blah, blah. I don't want to teach you motivation, okay? <laughs> I want to teach you discipline because yeah. that's what's going to stick with you and that's what's mm-hmm. going to change your life. Yeah. You can be motivated and sit on a couch and not do shit. Literally, Listen. you can be like, I really want to do something, <laughs> but um, I'm not going to do it. And you continue eating that bag of chips. Guys, I've been there. Okay, salt and vinegar, Cape, Cape Cod chips baked. <laughs> Amazing, right? Get off, off your off your ass and go after what you want because nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to come and be like, like, you know, like your mommy. Like, it's not it's not happening anymore. It doesn't. It's not happening. Anymore. Well, I mean, I'm sure at some point motivation was a catalyst that got you off your ass, right? So the motivation leads you to, I could say, okay, no, scratch that. It's not motivation, AJ. This is what I, this is what I believe. I believe it's finding what you love, turning Mm -hmm. that into a passion, Mm -hmm. then finding the purpose and that purpose will drive you towards that discipline. Yeah. I don't, I, I want to take motivation out. I yeah. feel like that's just a cover up word, a sugar coated word. Yeah. I don't feel like it's accurate. And yeah. that's just my opinion. Yeah, because you're right. I can sit there and like watch, you know, a, a highlight tape of some motivational athlete training and working every day. I'm like, wow, look at him go. I want to be like that. And, and keep eating. Yeah, eating the bag of chips as exactly. I'm watching this person. Yeah. yeah. And then just keep binge watching those. Like, okay, cool. You can binge watch all you want, but it's, it's, it's connecting and relating and finding that love and that passion. So I always 100%. tell people, if you don't have a purpose in life, because if you don't have purpose in life, you're not, you're going to just rot away. You're literally going to be depressed. You're going to rot away. You're going to stay working for other people and making them rich. You need to find what you love and figure out how to monetize that. Now, would you say that? Because the money will follow you. Would you, you say go. that that was something that, you know, finding a passion for skipping the motivation and going straight to discipline as the the catalyst that finds your purpose or success. Was that something that was new to you through the pandemic? So through the pandemic, um, as a creative. Yeah. Okay. I'm used to being around people, community. That's what I love as my, like, just who I am as a person, my astrological sign. I'm a, I love, I love people and I love to What's help people. We're both Leos, honey. Oh, we are. Leos. Yeah, hey, I'm, Leos August, are I'm August 18th. You remember? Okay, yeah, I'm August 20th. Yo, Leos, yes, honey. Oh, hey, Leos, I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, I don't really I'm, know I'm much natural. about, I don't really know much about any other sign, but I think that's a trait. <laughs> I don't know any other sign. That's why Leos are the best. But that's the thing. But I also heard that that's a trait. You know, I mean, I'm not big on astrology, no, but. No, Every girl lions. that I know. We're lions, honey. Is that okay? Lions well, rule the jungle. Like, Does that mean I got to get a lion tattooed on me? Oh, I'm already working on mine. Yeah, okay. but yeah, I get it. Get it. But, um, you know, stepping back, um, during the pandemic, as a creative, I'm used to being around people and all that jazz. So, like, oh, stay home, whatever. So, I am a homebody. I do like to be home. The only mm-hmm. time I go out is like events and things like that. But when yeah. I do go out, I thrive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's something that, like, literally I feed off of. Mm-hmm. So, sitting alone and then thinking about things, you know, and certain things settling in. I feel like that's a different topic, different episode, but things settling in, um, realization of like, you know, my dad's death and things like that made me like, I was very depressed. I was actually in my, it's okay. It's okay. I was in my absolute lowest moment of my life in 2020. Um, I didn't like have suicidal thoughts, but I had like, I thought about like, why, like what is happening? Like, what's the purpose of that? Like I would, I was never going to like, you know, take action or what have you, but things did run through my mind. And I'm sitting here thinking like, 
Like, this is not me. Like, this is not me. Like, what is going on? What is happening? So I, you know, talk to a therapist. Everybody can talk to a therapist. Again, I'm not going to tell you something (laughs) that I would not do. Kids, I went through therapy and I was on medication. But you have to just realize that everything starts in your mind and it ends in your mind. And Mm -hmm. you have to be in control of that all the time because if you don't that shit is going to overtake you your own mind will overtake you that is like such a like ox like that is so weird you know what i mean when you think about it, it's like how does that even make sense but it's yeah. it's the absolute truth mm-hmm. you know so you really have to take charge of that so me i found my passion of wanting to help people through me suffering yeah so i was like the way i'm feeling right now like how many other people are out there feeling like that and I need to let them know that it's okay. And, like, I've always had this, like, feeling since I was a little girl, like, I need to save the world. Like, truly. Like, I want to save the world. Like, I want to save everybody. So, with that purpose, you feel better coming out of any type of depression or any kind of episode. I can get through anything in life. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to take me down. But with that, do you find purpose helping others and fulfilling that purpose also fulfills you a little bit? Yes, but truly, it's like, it's what I love and it's instilled in me. So it's not even like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it for me. Honestly, yes, it does make me feel better. That's great. But when I'm going through the process, like right now, Mm -hmm. like we're in this interview, it's not going to hit me till later. Like, holy shit, we had a really powerful conversation. That's going to help a lot of people. Yeah. Right now, I'm just doing what I love. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's not, it's not something that I have to really I'm not being selfish about it. I'm actually being selfless. I have to like find every everyday activities where it's like, all right, I'm going to have to go through moments that really suck, whether it's my workout, whether it's cleaning my room, whether it's do running errands. Do what you don't want to do first. Exactly. So once I knock all those things out the way and then I get to fulfill my purpose and wake up and do whatever it is that I'm passionate about, it's not something that's difficult to do. But I remember times in my life where every moment of the day seemed as if Yo, I'm not going to be able to get through this day. Ugh. I can't do this forever. I'm stuck. Like I, I'm working the shitty job I've, and I've done the shitty jobs. I've done the, <laughs> I've done the really hard labor jobs and like, it's not a place in life that I was happy. But in. that's what drove you to get out of it. Oh yeah. 100%. I used to do construction back in the day and I did that for like four or five years. I didn't go to college by the way. I dropped out of college to go to, to go to makeup school. Okay, and I worked so out. We don't, we go. don't need college degrees here, kids. I'm not trying to like, I'm Ooh. not, I'm not trying to like, I, I'm being honest. Like these days, these days might hit a nerve for some people with that one. So, right, go ahead. so this is my opinion. So uh-huh. these days I feel like you can create your own pathway. If there's something out there that you want to do, you don't have to go work for somebody else. You can create it and then create community for other people and create jobs for other hey, people. Mandy told me not to clap on this podcast, but I'm going to give you a golf clap for that one. Thank you. Golf clap. Oh my God. My dad said that all the time. Yeah. Uh, he would be like, golf clap. Much love to pop. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. But yeah, so I just feel like you need to find what you love and the rest will follow. When you're doing <laughs> what you love, you're not thinking about how you hate it or how you don't want to do it or what time it is on the clock. You're just living out what you love. Yeah. And again, the money will follow. It almost like, feels like in those in those situations where you're feeling really good about everything and you have your purpose that you're your mind and your body's on this autopilot where everything just happening. It just happens to work in your favor. Yes, it's funny how it all energy. comes together. Yeah. Everything is energy. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, like, I don't know anything too preachy in that regard, but like after I deal with every, all the bullshit I have to deal with as an adult and I get everything done that I need to get done and I get to fulfill my purpose and do what I like to do. 
fortunately for people like me and you, that ended up being a career path. Yes. Uh, it's also because it builds self-confidence. Oh yeah. 100%. So when you do, when you wake up in the morning and you, you meditate, you work out and mm-hmm. then you eat healthy and then you go and you do your journal or whatever, or you work for three hours straight with no, this is, this is a um, entrepreneur millionaire routine. Just so anybody wants to, you know, Ooh, let them know what time um, it is. You know, you just, you stay in that routine that builds mm-hmm. self-confidence and then you get everything out of the way of what seems hard. And then you continue with your day and you feel like a badass because you just did everything that you said you were going to do. One thousand. Because you have to like be your own, you have to be your own, like your own boss and be like, mm-hmm. create a checklist. Check well, it out. funny that you say be your own boss because up until, you know, I still, I, I, I get hired for jobs. I'm here and there, but for the most part, I do things where I, where I, well, yeah, that's something I'm able to work for different companies, different brands and do it on my terms because I have to work out the contracts and, mm-hmm. I manage all those myself as if like I'm my own lawyer. I don't really know any of these. <laughs> luckily, I have a lot of like friends who right. who like know a lot of the big words that ended up on contracts, <laughs> and they they explain them for me. But that being said, the the level of fulfillment I have at this point in my life compared to when I first started my journey, I say like after high school and I joined the workforce, the difference of having to work for somebody and working for myself and doing what I want to do. Yo, you can't. It's uncomparable. You can't beat that. Hell no. I go. I because this thing is like, I've been like up until the pandemic. I never really traveled too much, and like even like before I was a um, you know once uh, I I did construction for a long time, and I was a boxing trainer. Shortly after, you know, uh, I got flown out to New York to do Rumble when yeah. I was twenty five, and before then, I'd maybe been on like a handful of flights. Never really went that far. I think. You think f- that inspired you too? Yeah, one hundred percent. So like- as soon as I expanded. You know, just traveling a little bit further east than I ever had before. I think the furthest I'd gone is like Colorado at that okay. point. And for a brief moment in time. But flying out to New York City and experiencing that without really having like, you know, I never, some people go, oh, I moved to the big city and I had this big dream. And I, I never gave a fuck about moving to New York. Like I, I've always been like, you know, somebody who wherever life takes me, takes me. But I'm I'm from L.A. I'm going to die in L.A. That's yeah. where I'm from. And like, that's it. To live like, and die in L.A. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a West Sider, true and true. Yeah. And like, I, I, you won't really see me like really feel comfortable outside of that up until I was forced to. I mean, I was okay. forced to. I luckily ended up in a situation that worked out in my favor mm-hmm. to do it. But to be in that situation and to like have done that through my passion i'm like yo i'm a trainer I, I train fighters i train soccer moms i train everyday people and i go and do it from a group fitness setting into now a digital platform where i can do this from and i'm like wow like i never thought i'd end up in this situation if you would have asked me when i was 17 years old working on a construction site i can relate so much to everything you just said and it's crazy yeah, yeah it's like you just really got to keep going and you have to believe in yourself you really have to like Nobody else is going to do it for you. Yeah, facts. You know what I mean? It's um, scary, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it can be scary, but the thing is, like, I feel like everybody needs to do something every single, like, every single day that scares them, mm-hmm. just so, it, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone. Oh, yeah, zone. 100%. That's why, I, uh, you know, even now that I'm not a competitive fighter, but you will see me every now and then throwing the headgear on and putting the gloves on, putting mm-hmm. the mouthpiece in and making sure I still got it. And I'll have friends that are, at this point, professional fighters, and they've been they, they've been hungry. They've been doing it. I know that if you take time away from this practice it's regarding combat sports or or martial arts, it's a it's a skill that is <laughs> that you can mm-hmm. definitely lose. You yeah. know, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's old whole uh, that's an old saying. It's true when it comes to martial arts. So 
when I have to put myself back in those shoes where like, all right, I put I tie up my boxing boots, put in my mouthpiece, I'm like, oh, there's a little bit of anxiety to this. this well, one, yeah, it's your body. It's I mean, like I've, your, I've had so many injuries. Your I've, face. I've like, gotten concussions. I've busted my nose, my lip. I've chipped teeth. I've ended up like, you know, with a shoulder surgery from this sport. But, you know, at the same time, like all those moments where I ended up, you know, kind of having to take a, a back seat to my own athletic progress, That's those are the moments in my life where I was able to educate myself further with either performance athletically or from a fitness standpoint, like, wow, what was it about my stability or my mobility or my conditioning that led to me not being able to perform in that moment where I ended up with an injury or ended up getting hit with too many shots that I didn't need to get hit with. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I could, you know, take a back seat throughout whatever injury I've been through. I've been out for months before from having to work out because of boxing and football and these these sports. When you get injured, yeah. You get your body messed up pretty bad. And yeah. luckily through those moments where I could have just sat back and been lazy and not done shit, I just did as much research as I could to, you know, just to make yourself better. That's the thing is I always wanted to get back in there and like I never thought about giving up in those moments where it's like I remember I had a really bad injury my sophomore year of high school. I dislocated my shoulder a bunch of times and I fractured a clavicle in practice. And that's so hard to heal because there's literally nothing you can do. Nothing I can do. So I had to sit back and I had to join the, the track team. I had to join the track team for my whole junior year and I couldn't I play football running. that year. But I was like, well, I'm going to do track and field because I'm going to come back to football. So yeah. <laughs> like, I still like, I remember kids that I played freshman and in, in, in JV against from other teams that were in our league that I'm like, yo, by the time I'm a senior, I'm going to get my get back on number 52. Yeah. I'm going to get my get back on number 12 from that, from that school. I remember him. Oh yeah. I'm, I still, I, I'm going to get, I'm going to get my licks back, whether it's on special teams or whether it's on defense, I'm going to get somebody back. But <laughs> that was always on my mind from football. And then same thing with boxing was like, yo, like so-and-so beat me up that day. And I might have a concussion, but I'm going to see him again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to be a different athlete at that point. So, you know, it's uh, I think doing something scary, whether it's physical or whether it's something like this, form, you know, thinking of doing a, a project or a company or a podcast. I'm going to make up my Andy. This is something Aww. new. Okay. I go, look, but when we're filming this right now, you only have one episode out for those of you watching this one. There's only one episode out right now, so this is a brand new project for Mandy. Very proud of you, by Thank the way. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. That's something scary. You have to go out there, and you have to perform, and you have to execute, and it takes discipline to do that, does it not? Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm proud of you, man. Thank so, you. Yeah. I appreciate that so much. That's so nice right. of you. Um, you made me forget what I was going to say. <laughs> it's all good, Lily. I feel bashful. Hey, like, fellas, oh. listen. When you, when, you give, when you give these girls a little bit of words of affirmation, okay, listen. <laughs> They bubble up. It's like, look at that smile. That's an authentic, genuine <laughs> smile. How often do you hear from people that that, that you're that they're proud of you in a genuine way? Is yeah. It? No, I. that's so That is so crazy you said that, AJ, because I was in the car driving yesterday, and I was mm-hmm. like, like, I don't expect people to be like, oh, my God, you started this podcast. Like, I'm so proud of you. Like, I'm proud of myself, and I'm doing it myself. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I did have a moment in the car yesterday where I was like, I kind of was like, wow, like, I really wanted my dad here, you know? Yeah. I don't want to get emotional, but like, I really wanted my dad here and he wasn't here. Woo. Ugh, no. Come on, man. Um, Come on. No, it's okay. But yeah, I just, I really wanted my dad here and he wasn't here. Sorry. You know, and he was the one person that I really wanted to say that he was proud of me, but I know that he's proud of me. So damn it, AJ. Sorry, Mandy. I'm sorry. I'm like, I didn't want to do this. Oh my God. We're proud but, of you. Um, 
yeah, I'm really proud of myself and I'm actually doing it for him, like in his memory, because my dad was um was very much an advocate, health advocate, um, veterans advocate and all that jazz. And his purpose in life was to serve his fellow man. And that's something that he always told me to do. So I'm just living in his legacy. Shout out, Pops. Ugh, and I'm yeah. sorry that at, towards the end of this no, episode, it's okay. I got a little emotional. No, it's okay. It's okay to be vulnerable, guys. It is okay. Is it? It's all, yes, it's okay. Hey, fellas. I just don't want to ruin my makeup. <laughs> I'm going to come back for an episode where we're talking about a different subject. I'm like, I don't want to ruin my makeup. Vulnerability, okay? You know, look, yeah. man, this is going to be great for you, okay? Yeah. And, th- and I think there's moments where you do need to be vulnerable, but to that It's just same crazy regard, that you said that because hey, that's how I was feeling yesterday. And listen, like, it just, yeah. Like at the same time, I was like, there's there's days where like I I'll go through moments where I'm like, wow, yeah. As a as a as a man who plays sports, who's done this and grown up in certain ways of life, where you know like a a, a Mexican household has has a word that's usually used in it where it's called machismo. So it's, you could say it's masculinity, but for the most part, we're taught not to cry, yeah, not to do this, and it's something that like I I'm like thinking about, wow, when was the last time I really cried? As a man, you I, need to get it out. I, like, I honestly really, can't like, remember. It, it might come from you know a situation where like you know I, somebody's talking to me, and then like you know I, some level of inspiration or passion comes with tears. And mm. I, I I've been in workouts where I've cried before. I've been in yoga classes. Where oh, because it takes so much out of yeah, you. Like, yeah, I've um. But at the same time, like all it takes is like you know one little TikTok of somebody's dog who's like on his last day and they're taking him out for a good time. I'm oh like, my God, yeah. I'm like, all right. The animal thing, like I feel like that hey, gets, I feel like that gets guys, like an animal, like animal. I get choked kids. up yeah. and I'm, I'm like, oh man, I thought I was a tough guy. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> you could still be tough and cry. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, know? Some of the toughest guys on the planet you'll see cry, even on camera. Like I remember mm-hmm. I was watching a, a Mike Tyson podcast. This guy's a killer. Arguably one of the hardest punchers and most explosive knockout artists in combat sports ever. Okay, I seen him cry on camera. I'm like, okay, listen, I, I can, I'm. A, it's okay to be a little emotional. Uh, if anything, that that's a strength. It is. It's a strength to be able to show vulnerability on camera. Dear God, Jesus. <laughs> sorry, oh my maybe. God. No, don't no, blame okay. me. Maybe don't be don't. sorry. No, don't be sorry. You just like it. Yeah, it was just a moment, and that's fine. It's um, but I want to. On camera, um, where we can find you. Okay. So if you could just let everybody know where we can find you, you and go ahead look at the camera, and okay. then also mm-hmm. spell it out for us because there are listeners. I got you. Yes. Okay. So for the listeners, I'm gonna spell this out for you. But my name is AJ Motherfucking Perez. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> if y'all didn't get that from the beginning, but you can find me on Instagram at the real AJ Perez. You can find me on TikTok under the same handle. I mean, you can find me on Twitter too, but I never use Twitter. I think yeah, I don't use Twitter either. Yeah, you know, I think it's a toxic platform personally. Yeah. But I just don't really. You know, it's not for me. Okay. But hey, I mean, if you want to follow me, go ahead. I could use, I could use the algorithm. Numbers, <laughs> so appreciate that. But yeah, at the real AJ Perez. T H E R-E-A-L-A-J-P-E-R-E-Z. Did I spell it out good enough? Yes. Can y'all hear me through this microphone? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you did. And I'm your host, Amanda Terry. I go by Makeup Mandy. You can find me on every platform at Makeup underscore Mandy, and that is with an I. And do not forget to follow our podcast. It is at Makeup Your Mind, and that is Makeup You Are Your Mind uh, underscore podcast. So we'll see you next time. Love you. Thank you, Mandy. You're welcome. Is that it? Can I go grab lunch?